0: Thank you. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters and Craig Morgan. Happy Monday. It's Memorial Day. a long weekend. We haven't been remote in a while. How's everyone doing?
1: Pretty good weekend.
2: I should have made more coffee, but oh well. Good. Oh, no
0: Steve's grumpy.
2: Well, I'm still cost- a grumpy. grumpy. Steve. I don't have the coffee. But did anybody, before we get into hockey talk, did anybody happen to take me up on the softball viewing for the weekend?
0: Yeah. So, so I tried to stream it on my computer, and it wasn't working for some reason. Huh. But luckily, I was able to tune into the PHNX Sun Devils Twitter and post game shows, so always entertaining
2: by the way those guys if you're not watching that show why the hell not that post game mm-hmm. show they did saturday night i did not <laughs> see last night's post game show because it was sad saturday's post game show was absolutely fire electric it was midnight and they had had a few cocktails and it was a really good show and for asu softball i tell you what it's 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 tough it's a tough loss and and feel bad for for those for those girls they competed hard they ran into a really solid pitcher and um Unfortunately, they lost
1: the weekend. They had series. what a five zero lead in that game, though. Yeah,
2: Yeah, they had leads in every single game, and, and you had a five zero lead in the third inning. They, they, it's too bad they just couldn't hold oh, on. You got to you got to close that out. Yeah, yeah. And so they'll be they'll be sitting this one out. But the U of A um, Wildcats are heading to the to the women's World Series next weekend and facing um, uh, Oklahoma State. Who, who are they? I think so.
1: You know, it, it's think too that they got it, it, U of A got an easier draw. In the super regional, yeah. ASU, and there was some controversy about that since ASU won the conference. Um, and I know they look at overall RPI and those things, but it's a little bit of con- controversy there because Northwestern is a really good team. They've got, a, as you mentioned, a terrific pitcher. So that was that was a really tough draw for them to get in the super regional.
0: Thank you to everyone who's joining us on this Monday morning. Nicholas said it's the first live show I've been able to catch in a while. been moving over the last few weeks, and your podcasts have been keeping me company over that time. absolutely love all you do. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank you, everyone who's here joining us. We appreciate you. Another team that could have closed it out over the weekend and didn't was the Carolina Hurricanes, which we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, we're going to preview the third round of the NHL playoffs, even though we don't quite know the matchup in the East yet. Yeah, we'll hypothetically preview both potential matchups. But it's the it's conference finals week. Here we go. We're getting getting to the end. The NBA is in their finals. It's It's getting down to it here in the NHL playoffs. So excited. AJ's here writing his series preview while listening to us. Hopefully, maybe we'll give you some tidbits, AJ, that you can throw in your... Series preview because we'll be previewing the Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers. Don't well. comment
1: it, though, AJ. We probably won't give you any good material. No, <laughs>
0: he's probably like, yeah, I know that already. <laughs> so, let's just—should we just dive right into it then?
1: Sure. Sure. Let's
0: let's first be- talk about before we preview the Avalanche and the Oilers series. Can we just talk about the last five seconds of that game on Friday night between the Colorado Avalanche and the St. Louis Blues? because we haven't talked about that yet and how thrilling that was.
2: I, I tell you why. This is the second game, and it happened earlier in, in, in a series in the last round where someone lost a game in the in the winding seconds to Tampa. Um, I, you, you, you can't take your foot off the gas. I know everybody's thinking overtime. You just are. I, I, how do you get from behind your net to a punk in the goal in 10 seconds how does that happen i i don't know i, I don't know how that happens but I I give it up rush. for call it was exciting
1: <laughs> they didn't defend the rush very well on that
2: no because far. i think i think That's in far. your mind you're thinking overtime
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: you're going okay well it's 10 seconds left he's behind his net okay we're fine what are we gonna do in overtime oh, oh no i'm gonna get nervous already or when am i gonna get a shift and no shit it's in your it's over but it's over like it was, I think everybody was stunned that it was over. And we we, we, we all watched the, the footage from DNVR bar when that went in. And it's
0: unbelievable.
2: And the, the live show watching Rudolph, Well, again, yeah, well, that's a bad pass. Well, and it's over. Like he's complaining about the pass because he thought the pass was going to the forward in front of where Helm was. He didn't see Helm coming up in behind. So anyway, in- incredibly exciting. Um, Colorado is a team that's been struggling to get over the second round hump for years. And for a moment, you thought that they were going to go right back um to face the same fate this year and they're not. So they're heading to the Western finals. Good on them. Look out because they're rolling now.
0: Yep. So the Western conference final, it's the battle of the Max, the the McKinnon and McDavid matchup. Also the battle of former Arizona Coyotes goaltenders, Mike Smith and Darcy Kemper, who would have thought not me, um, but it's, it's going to be an exciting matchup. That game kicks off tomorrow night And, of course, former Coyotes Mike Smith and Darcy Kemper, like we said, but also Derek Broussard and Josh Archibald on the Oilers as well. Edmonton coming into the series beat Calgary in five games. McDavid and Dreitzel lead the postseason with 26 points. Evander Kane leads the postseason with 12 goals. Mike Smith leads the postseason with two shutouts, so it's clicking for the Edmonton Oilers. Right now, of course, Colorado beat St. Louis in six, and McKinnon leads that team with eight goals. What do you got on this matchup?
1: Just excited to see marquee players. Connor McDavid going against Nathan McKinnon, obviously, but there are are some – I mean, both these teams have some high, high high-end skill. Obviously, Leon Dreisaitl and Amiko Rantanen come to mind. Cale McCarr is – probably already climbed into that stratosphere of player. He's just been so good down the stretch here and in the playoffs. There's a lot of high draft picks in this series. Um, I think Colorado has more of them. They have more, well, they have more talent, I think, overall than the Edmonton Oilers do. But the way Connor McDavid is playing right now, don't sleep on the Oilers because he's taking it to another level. He's taking it right now. He's playing at a level beyond even Nathan McKinnon.
2: Yeah, what, what I question and I don't know is I, this is the third round in a row where I'm going to say the Edmonton Oilers are going to lose. I'm going to
1: <laughs> we'll start with
2: that sentence. And clearly I've been wrong, but I, I, I still look at the problems that I think that the Edmonton Oilers have and had during the one three eighty two regular season are the same problems they have in the playoffs. It's just no one's been able to solve their high, high end talent. McDavid, Kane dry saddle have been literally unstoppable by their first two opponents. Will that be the case here? This team's better. Colorado is better than the teams they've faced. They're built differently than what Calgary was built. And you look at Calgary's talent. You talk about Manjapani. you talk about Johnny hockey. They are not Landis, uh, and McKinnon. No, these are big, strong, physical men that can drive the net. Uh, Calgary's skill Calgary's got physical players, but Calgary's skill is smaller skill. Even Kachuk isn't. He didn't make himself known in this series like I thought he would in front of the net. Colorado's skill is not only fast and incredibly high-end skill. They are big boys. They are physical presence. They can push you around. They can play that style, too. I don't know if Edmonton has faced that yet. And the other thing Colorado has is their depth. I think Colorado has the ability to roll lines more, and I and their back end clearly is better than any back end that they've played so far. That MMU's yeah, played so far. Right? Yeah, even without uh, Sam Gerard, even without Sam Gerard, their defense in Colorado is deeper and better. So, I, I mean, you look at the high end players. If if I'm Colorado, I have one mission and one mission only, and that is to stop McDavid. I don't care. I don't care if you literally play peewee hockey and you attach yourself to him physically to take, just get on him, stay with him, shadow him. You don't see shadowing anymore. You see it in back in the eighties, some, but you don't see it. You have to keep McDavid off the score sheet. Period. And if you keep him off the score sheet, you're more than likely keeping Dreisaitl off the score sheet. And if you can do that, then win the rest of the game. Even if McDavid plays 25 minutes, then you just need to win the other 38, 32, whatever Whatever he doesn't play. You just need to win that. So to me, it's it's if you can shut down McDavid, you can win the series.
0: Absolutely. And don't sleep on Dreisaitl as well. If you look at the last five games, Dreisaitl has 17 points. 17, 15 assists. That's unbelievable. So like you said, PD, it's, it's the the two-headed monster there with those two. And Renegade Man in the comments said, don't forget about Hyman. What a clutch player. Hyman has six goals in the last five games. He's been unbelievable. It's been clicking for him in Edmonton. Um, I mean, I can't wait for this series. There's so much star power. There's so much firepower. And I, I just don't even know – what I think, I think this game, I think this series is going to go a lot of games.
2: Hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't. And what about the goaltending? So we look at the goaltending, two former Coyotes head-to-head. You look at Darcy Kemper and Mike Smith. But let's start there. Look at Craig, where, where is the goalie matchup in this one?
1: I I don't know. What what are we going to get from Mike Smith? Which Mike Smith is going I mean, he's, he's given up some, he's had some poor performance. He's given up some god-awful goals, but he has battled and he is... His numbers overall are still good. He's He's been able to bounce back from those moments, and that's probably experience working in his favor. But overall, Mike Smith has been pretty darn good in this postseason. Um, I don't think we've seen the best from Darcy Kemper either. I, I mean, he's had moments himself, but I don't think Darcy Kemper has really been a game-changing goaltender. And as you get deeper into the playoffs, you're probably going to need to see some of those performances from Kemper. So, I really don't know how to handicap this goaltending matchup right now.
2: Well, you go to the save percentage, Mike Smith wins. Yeah. Um, but to your point, boy, there's been some of those goals that he's let in that shockingly bad. I mean, yep. game one, there were some... Um, Throughout this series, the one thing that Mike Smith was able to do, especially against Calgary in the first three games, is he was able to take control of the offense for the Edmonton Oilers and getting out of their zone. I was surprised that Calgary didn't adjust quicker to um, dumping the pucks away from Mike Smith or attempting to carry the pucks in. They they allowed Mike Smith to break the puck out much too quickly and easily for Edmonton and put him on the offensive side of the puck early. If I'm Colorado you look at how they're built, Colorado is able to enter the zone with possession. It's a team that that has the skilled forwards and can get pucks through the neutral zone with possession. So maybe Mike Smith doesn't get as many touches on Edmonton's breakout, and I think that favors Colorado. And if they do have to dump it in, let's hope, as you're watching these first games and Tuesday's game one, is that they dump to the cross corner. They put it to an area where Mike Smith can't get it. And we know as Coyote fans, Mike Smith gets to pucks that you think he can't because he will go out to places he probably shouldn't. The less he handles, the more he wants to handle. And that's going to be a key for me in this series is how quickly they are able to adjust and keep the puck away from Mike Smith because I think that puts the favor into Colorado. Having said that, Darcy Kemper hasn't been very good either. Yeah. And I mean, he's made a few outstanding saves, which I said he had to, do. but you go look at the goals that he was giving up against St. Louis and you're like, God, you got to have that. Got to have that. And yeah, the I one that, yeah. yeah game five, the one that sends it back to St. Louis, you're like, oh. Geez, got to have that one. They can't be going against Connor McDavid, going, oh, geez, he should have had that one. Because their opportunities by those high-end
1: skilled players are going to be elite chances. And you can't go, oh, should have had that one. I'm curious about matchups in this one. Who, PD, who do you throw at Connor McDavid? How do you try to contain him?
2: Well, the problem, the problem, especially, well, in, in half of the games everybody's gonna have to take a bite on them because yeah. anytime there's a, a face-off in your defensive zone whether it's an icing god forbid your your fourth line group gets left out there on an icing because you know Connor mcdavid's coming over the boards so it has to be a team defending we'd always try to assign two two lines you're gonna get the bulk of mcdavid you're gonna get you're going to get more if you try to match them line for line even at home you get pre predisposed focus on that and that's all you're thinking about as a coach and a coaching staff on the bench oh shit when's mcdavid oh, i got to get that line against mcdavid so you've got to prepare your entire front f- 12 forwards to, to being able to defend mcdavid but you'll you'll get your top two lines uh defending him now do you go do you go put mckinnon right against him, head to head Let let's go Let's go with speed for speed, power for power. I, I, I don't, it'll be interesting. I think you'll see it during the series. And those two head-to-head could be really interesting because they're both very, very, very competitive players.
0: You have to imagine home ice advantage will play a role in this series then with, when it comes to line matching. Um, and I think that game one is going to be kind of a, a test situation to see how the teams do match up against each other. Because I think there's a lot of really interesting scenarios. Another thing I was just pulling up while you were talking was um, shots on goal. And we talk about Darcy Kemper. And one of the things that made him stand out in Arizona was that he was facing so many shots (laughs) a night and he really performed. Looking back at the last three or four Avalanche Blues games, that Avalanche outshot the Blues in every single game. So Darcy Kemper wasn't facing as many shots. Looking at the Oilers and Flame series it was you know back and forth but the the Oilers did have a high shot output so maybe is that something that will play in Colorado's favor for Darcy Kemper to possibly face more shots and have him kind of get in his groove in that situation I don't know that's another thing to look at
1: yeah he's been a goalie who does seem to excel with high shot volumes it's it's an interesting point um, where he can get into the game I'm not sure he's that guy that you know based 20, 23 shots in a game, and he's going to be as sharp as maybe you'd be otherwise. But maybe maybe he can prove us wrong. Um, I, I, again, I'm I have no idea what to expect from this goaltending matchup. Could we see you know Mike Smith uh, reprise what he did in Arizona in 2012 and take it to another level? Now that he now that he's this close, I, I don't know. I, I I'm really fascinated by that matchup. Another thing that I'm really looking at, and I don't want I don't want to dive too deeply on just one player, but losing Sam Gerard, I. Man, I look at Jack Johnson. To me, he's a he's an Achilles heel on this Colorado Avalanche team right now. He's not a good defensive defenseman. We saw some errors from him. We talked about on the on the previous show that that weakens their blue line. So you got to figure out a way to hide him but still get him meaningful minutes because you're going to have to split split the minutes up with with these guys. I like the Bowen Byram, Eric Johnson combo, but I, Jack Johnson to me just He's not a very good defenseman anymore, so losing Sam Girard could be uh, a tough blow for Colorado in this series against such a high-octane offense.
2: Well, when you talk about a defensive tandem, too, and you talk about Johnson's ability versus Sam Girard and the mobility and the ability to skate, and you're talking about this series being built on speed— that's Sam Gerrard. I mean, that's, that's the kind of game he can provide and he can keep up with and defend a player like McDavid Kane dry because he's quick enough. Eric Johnson isn't that quick anymore. I mean, he's never been a fleet of foot. Hey, look at his speed. Uh, caused him problems in the last round. His his ability, his quick feet, or lack thereof, caused him problems in the defensive zone, and his ability to box out and be able to do those things around the net that you know this Edmonton Oilers team uh, is going to be able to provide. The concern then is when you get to Edmonton and you're Jay Woodcroft and you see Eric Johnson hit the ice, man, 97's up. Like, go, you're on. You're like, yeah. Let's just change lines. We want you out there against Eric
1: Johnson. So I, I think that... Do you pull him and replace him with a Ryan Murray or someone else? Do you, I mean? Do you take him out of the lineup? That's you know, what Ryan the Murray comments seem to think. Oh, sorry. Ryan Murray
2: hasn't played enough, though, has he? Like, I, I think head to head, Murray's always been an injury problem guy that just never provides you enough. Or, mm. I, I mean, I guess the more experienced player is Johnson. This game, this game, this series is about speed. Johnson doesn't have any.
0: Yeah. This series so. also has. Sorry, PD.
2: No, no, really it's just, so off. it's, do you make an adjustment now? It, I, I would not be surprised. I think game one, you, you, they're going with what they got, what what got you there. I think what you'll see, I think you'll see Eric Johnson in game one and you can adjust from there. I think it's more difficult to make the change Jack in Johnson. game one and then go back, Jack Johnson, I'm sorry. And, and instead of <laughs> going so back confusing. to him, instead of going back to him. So I anticipate he will start game one um, with the same lineup that you saw um defeat the St. Louis Blues on the road and then make adjustments from there.
0: This series also has so many first round draft picks in it. <laughs> so many. Um, Craig wrote them all down. Craig, do you want to take it away?
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, Sure. I, I mean, we, uh, I mentioned them. But like number one overall picks, Ryan Nugent Hopkins in 2011, Nathan McKinnon in 2013, and of course, Connor McDavid in that painful 2015 draft that Coyotes fans remember well. Uh, number three overall, Leon Draisaitl in 2014. Kale McCarr number four overall in 2017. I could start picking out others as well, but there's just so much high-end talent that was expected to be high-end talent. And and by the way, the one guy in there that is, isn't getting the same attention, probably doesn't deserve the same attention, but lately has played really well. Is Ryan Nugent Hopkins is really giving the Oilers a lot in this postseason. He's had a terrific playoff, so... I mean, we we talk about high-end players for Colorado, and I still think the Avalanche have more, but there have been guys that have stepped up for Edmonton without question. Uh, And we we, we mentioned Evander Kane on a previous show. They're getting enough contributions. They're getting enough balanced scoring where they can get this done. So what
0: are your predictions?
2: Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing I've done the first two rounds. I am going to bet against the Edmonton Oilers again. Um, I'm going to take the Colorado Avalanche in this one. I think they're too deep, too strong, too offensively gifted. I think they have too many weapons that are going to give difficulties to Mike Smith. I think their skill is going to crash the net. I think Kadri is going to cause Mike Smith problems in the blue paint. I, I think that that is going to be an issue that they haven't had to face so far in this series, other than the Milan Lucic bump, which is wait, what, for theatrics' sake, um, caused Smith to get it into the wall. But. I'm taking the Colorado avalanche in this one, and I'm going to say that it's going to take them. Um, uh, can they win games? Six. Colorado Greg, avalanche in six.
1: That's what my heart's telling me to Colorado in six. I, I really feel like Connor McDavid's playing at such a level right now that that's right. Somebody reminded me that Eric Johnson is also a number And
0: one. Jack Johnson was a third pick.
1: I didn't go back to the, like the, uh, the aughts of 2000. Yeah. There, there are more of them. And I said, we could, we could name more if we keep going down the list. There's a ton of high draft picks in this series. Um, I do feel like Colorado is the better team. I think Colorado, would, I, I mean, I give the color, the Colorado avalanche, the edge at really every position group, but Connor McDavid, is going to find a way to get this team. And, and I shouldn't discount Leon Draisaitl. He's having a, a great postseason. It's just McDavid's on another level than anyone else right now. I feel like he's going to find a way to get the Oilers a couple wins. But I think Colorado got over the hump by winning that last series with St. Louis, which, by the way, I think the Blues are a better team than the Oilers as well. So I feel like Colorado proved it right then and there. They're going to get to the cup final. And we might just get to see uh, – I might be tipping my hand here, but we, we might get to see uh, – Colorado, Tampa in a in a cup final, which would be really cool.
0: That would be really cool. I I want to pick Colorado too, but it makes me nervous when the three of us are unanimous because we've been so wrong. (laughs) We suck at this. We've we've been so wrong. I'm curious what the chat thinks. Who do you think is gonna win this series and for fun and how many games? Let us know. Um, I pulled up the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. So the line's already out for tomorrow right now because Colorado is the home team. They're minus one seventy-five favorites. The Oilers money line is plus one fifty, so you can dabble on that. And here's a number that really stands out to me: the over/under is set at seven
2: on the oh, DraftKings wow. Sportsbook
0: app. That's high. That's very high. on the on the flip side. The game tonight between the Rangers and the Hurricanes: the over/under set at five. So Vegas always knows things that I oh, it.
1: I want to see it. I want to see a high scoring series. There's so much fun. I just want to see high octane. Let's go. Let's go. Just rushes. Lots of offense. Let's do it. Let's just have a high paced series. It's so much fun to
0: watch. Zach says abs in six. They're too deep and too good defensively. AJ says abs in four.
1: Holla. <laughs> <laughs> AJ.
2: AJ. Um, See, we needed AJ on this part because they know. AJ, it did it you is. mean
1: to type Hala in caps or Homer in caps?
0: Oh. <laughs> oh uh, Charles we should says. have him
2: on because they know the strengths of this team and how deep this team is. And I, I talked to, it's funny, I talked to Rudo before um, the game, game six in um, St. Louis and Rudo said, don't worry, Colorado's going to win tonight. And he wasn't phased at all. He said, "Yeah, they're gonna win." And I don't think he knew they're gonna win with under ten seconds to go. But
0: Charles says Colorado in six. Com- Madiazo says Abs in four. Forty goals scored total. Holy crap! Wow. Uh, Reneg-
1: that's not happening.
0: <laughs> Renegade. Oh, we got another seven. Like this.
1: Renegade. Look man. at that.
0: And I like it. Casey said, "If Alex Newhook isn't a regular in the series, that's a problem." And Burakovsky and Confer are fine on the third line. I feel like we got some Avalanche fans in here. So yeah, but Burakovsky's the got speech. some Next speed. One of the things
2: podcast. I think I, I think you're going to see a lot of the Burakovsky-Conford, I think they can defend. Um, I think they've they've got the foot speed to keep up. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. And that's why I talked about more than one line taking McDavid. I, I, I don't see any problems with the top three lines of, of Colorado getting a bite out of um, Connor McDavid. And that's why I think they'll ultimately win the series.
1: Did you see Nick's comment?
0: Yeah, I did not. Yeah, we agree. You guys',
2: you guys have predictions, <laughs> Isn't that not untrue.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you, what, so you what's can your record right now. Oh, I.
2: oh mm-hmm. um, I suck. I suck. <laughs> Edmonton, yeah. I didn't pick winning. I did pick Colorado, and I did not pick Tampa. I said Florida was going to wake up. Tampa think,
0: and been done. I think I picked Colorado, but we'll see what happens I tonight. I picked Carolina. So if, I picked
2: Carolina also. If
0: Carolina wins, we'll be fifty percent. If they lose, we're twenty five percent. The second round. Yeah.
2: yeah, we did go six and two in the first round.
0: Yeah, we did pretty well in the I first. I was five
2: round. and three, five and three.
0: Craig and I were six and two.
2: I had LA beating Edmonton. How's that looking <laughs> now? That was seven well, games.
0: Everybody, take take what we say with a grain of salt. If you want to bet on tonight's game, tomorrow night's game, you can also bet on series outcomes on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's a great time with the NHL playoffs going on, the NBA playoffs going on. The WHL playoffs going on, and by the way, yet another DraftKings pick of the week has hit. Um, The Oil Kings got it done, won their series against the Winnipeg Ice. Dylan Gunther is moving on in the postseason. Sean is on fire with his picks of the week on our show, so Be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today as my street racers make their long-awaited appearance. It's been a while since we've heard from them. (laughs) (laughs) Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, and new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets. If they do, and right now all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit That's DraftKings Sportsbook app with the promo code PHNX, that $5 on any NBA team to win their game, get $150. And pre-bets, if they do, that's 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. Craig, you got a text from Dylan Gunther?
1: Not finished. Those were his wow. words. Not finished. Wow. Love it. Love it. Going for the WHL title and maybe a Memorial this Cup berth. Wow. A experience. I hope he gets to have it this year.
0: That's so exciting! Um, everyone is saying hello to the street racers. It's been a while. It really feels like we've. Uh, it's been a while since we've heard from them. We've. I've yeah. also
2: we talked about the 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 Colorado presence and and the DNVR presence in the chat potentially today, and there was an all city shout out. I will say this. I, if you haven't, again, and if you're not a DNVR listener and watcher, you do need to check out the Twitter on that particular night and the vibe at the DNVR bar.
0: Oh, my God.
2: It is nothing like we've all been to sports bars. We all love sports bars. But when you go to a sports bar, I went to one for lunch yesterday. I had my TV on. and I was watching my TV and the table next to me had their TV and they were watching something different. When you go to an all city bar you're there with hundreds of people. You might be in a table for two, but you're there with everybody. And the camaraderie in that group singing along, cheering along, standing on chairs and screaming at the television set. It is as close to being to the game, but maybe better because you get chicken wings and beer. So I am so excited. And it was a kind of a preview that one tweet that they had where they actually won it and the hugging and jumping and tears and all of those things. I am so excited fast forwarding four or five years into the future at the phnx bar and we get to do the same damn thing like i am so excited to see that kind of a vibe and it's not going to a sports bar and yeah we're watching the game you're you're going to the game with everybody you you were encouraged to cheer and high five the table next to you it's a different vibe than a sports bar i'm telling you it's different and the best part is then Craig Lee and i can drink and then we can go do the show (laughs) right there from the bar
1: so yes please soon thank you sorry AJ, if you're still on, can you apply some pressure to uh, get that PHNX bar built a little sooner?
0: Oh, you guys, I'm in the office every day, and they're working on it. It's it's happening. It's going to happen.
1: Let's get that
2: bar built. Get it built.
0: All right. Well, let's move to the east. And again, we don't know the exact matchup, so we're going to preview both. Obviously, we know the Tampa Bay Lightning are in, and it could potentially be against the Carolina Hurricanes or the New York Rangers in the east. Tampa, of course, swept the President's Trophy, winning Florida Panthers. They have not played a game since Monday, May 23rd, and they'll play Game 1 Wednesday, either in Raleigh or New York City. Probably stressful not knowing exactly who they're going to be playing. Um, For the Lightning, Kucherov leaves the team in points. And then some names that I don't think we would have predicted for the goal leaders on this team, Ross Colton and Corey Perry, tied for five goals each to lead the lightning and basilevsky has been lights out in the playoffs 2.22 goals against average and a point nine three two save percentage what do you think the better matchup for tampa bay is for them Um, for for tampa
2: who do you think tampa wants to play
0: probably the it's Rangers
2: hard because you, you, uh, you look and I wouldn't want to have to play Carolina smothering defense. You'd have to play it on the road for a team that hasn't lost in Carolina yet. In this playoff, you have to play four of the seven games in Carolina the Rangers rely heavily on Shesterkin. There are some holes in their game that I think maybe you want to get in a foot race with the Crider and Zibanejad. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. You want to get in a power play battle one. Yeah, we can do that. We got Stamkos, we got Hedman, we can do that too. Um, so I think they'd probably be more comfortable in the New York Rangers series. Um, Carolina, it's two different teams. If, if you have the home ice advantage against Carolina, take them because they suck on the road. And I mean, you look at their numbers, a home versus road. It's so drastically different there. I've never seen a team have statistics that were that different home versus road. It is unbelievable how much different these two teams are. So I, if I'm betting, yeah, I think they'd rather play the Rangers, but then you take other things into account. You talk about travel. The Carolina series is easy. It's, a, it's an hour and 20 minute flight. It's an easy to get in and out of Carolina. There's some things to be said for that. Getting into New York City and playing in that environment and, and Madison Square Garden is hard.
1: Yeah, I don't that's think that, that's interesting. The travel. Aspect of it because we, I mean, where are they flying? They're probably flying into Newark, right? Newark,
2: yeah. Got it. Newark.
1: Through the bus, you know, through the tunnel. It, yeah, it's a bit of a hassle actually getting into Manhattan and getting to your hotel, and then even on on game days, getting getting to getting
2: to the rink. Yeah getting to MSG versus getting to the arena in Raleigh or you might have to have your bus go through a few people tailgating with their little stand up grill in Carolina but you don't have to battle people down 8th and 33rd trying to get to Madison Square Garden like people that don't give a shit that you're a hockey player like okay I got to get these clothes down the street like get the hell out of the way so I, there is so many more things to deal with playing in New York City than just the game itself there's a lot of outside noise there's a lot of other things going on in New York City and not saying that that's going to dissuade or be a problem for the the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've been in every situation in every city. Well, be the
0: fine. last conference final was against the Islanders, so it was you know yeah. Similar. So it's the same,
2: yeah. same. Except that was in, wasn't that in? Oh, that was in. Yeah, that was pre. They had fans. I I forget. I never forget which ones in the bubble, which ones in. It the was post bubble. It, it was it was yeah post bubble fans. Yeah.
0: Um, well, before we get there, we have to, of course, get through tonight's Game Seven, which, by the way, it's the sixth Game Seven of these playoffs, which is one shy of the most in a po- single postseason. Seriously, fun already? fact: home teams are six and zero oh in the series. So, I mean, you'd have to imagine. I mean, this is this is my point of view. You'd have to imagine that Carolina pulls this one out. They've also played in six consecutive Game Sevens and won every single one. So the 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 stats. Are favoring the Hurricanes, but we'll see because it's just been a tale of two different teams based on whether they're home or away. Um, this is the Rangers' third postseason in which they've won four plus games facing elimination. So the Rangers know how to step up in elimination games, um, and lucky for Carolina, this game's at home since they've not won on the road once this postseason, and they hold an all-time series record of nine and zero when leading three to two in a best of seven. So, There's some stats many in really Carolina's favor.
2: Carolina, we talked about Carolina not winning on the road. So, you go, okay, well, they, they must suck on the road. They had 25 road wins this year. Like, it's their franchise-setting record road team during the regular season in, in the history of the Carolina Hurricanes. They won their last four road games leading up to the playoffs. Won all of them, in, including games in New York and in Long Island. What the hell happened? Like, yeah. it, I, What happened? It, it's just bizarre. I'm doing a lot of research on this particular series and you watch how the Carolina hurricanes defend. And one of the things to look for when you watch this game tonight is look how New York gets the puck between the blue lines. Can they get from their defensive zone into Carolina's offensive zone, possessing the puck Carolina at home, is phenomenal between the blue lines. Their neutral zone forecheck is smothering. There is no room. Rangers can't get on the rush. They can't get outnumbered rushes. Can't get the puck through the blues. They turn it over. I'm telling you, it's it's unbelievable to watch them operate in the neutral zone. They went to New York yesterday. It's three on twos. It's two on ones. I just can't explain how different these two teams are. If Carolina plays the way they've been playing at home, push goes to Carolina unless just makes 45 saves. But but he can. So this is this. I I wish I knew. I wish I knew who was going to win this game. I wish we could plan ahead and and start predicting our New York, um, New York, Tampa or Carolina, Tampa series. But I don't know what I'm where am I going? I am giving the slight edge. To the hometown Carolina Hurricanes. I think they go all the way for the first two rounds, winning every game at home and losing every game on the road. And I think Carolina wins tonight. And I think they get an empty netter and I pick them by two goals tonight. I'll say four to two at home.
1: PD. Has ESPN stats and info put out anything on a team going unbeaten at home and winless on the road in the playoffs? I'm curious what the most extreme example is. I may reach out to NHL stats. If you guys don't have it,
2: not through they've gone through this, this particular two rounds, but nothing looking forward. So okay. I don't know how deep and it has happened to this point before. I don't know how many times the two, two rounds a team has gone win yep. unbeaten at home and winless on the road. Uh, okay. I think it's happened a few times. The answer okay. is yes. There, that's that. Actually, but they were just talking about it, so it'll be on the broadcast tonight.
1: Beautiful.
0: I mean, lucky for Carolina, it's a home game seven, and they're undefeated at home. So we'll see what happens tonight. Currently on DraftKings, they're favored uh, minus one forty five money line. Rangers are plus one twenty five. Petey, would you then want to bet the puck line since you predicted a four 2
2: What was the puck goal? line plus?
0: The puck line for the Hurricanes is plus 170. I
2: I think there's going to be an empty net Jesus today. I think there is going to be it's going to be tight and it, I tell you what, even if it's if it's 3-1, they're still going to pull the goalie. This could end up 5-1. Wow. Um I, I I it could be just because you're going to have pull a goalie no matter how many. It's game 7. Like you you could give up three empty netters. It's it's Having said that, it could be a five overtime game. We could be sitting here at two in the morning and the Rangers could win. Like Shusterkin is good enough to win this game one game, That's one game
1: thing. on his own. That's what I wonder about. I agreed. Like you got to the game seven and now if yes. your goalie can be that goalie we saw in the regular season, hell, Carolina could fire 50 shots at 100%. him. 100%. They could out shoot him
2: 50 to 10 and still yeah. they could. Yeah. They could because the anti Ranta versus Shusterkin head to head, both playing their best. Shusterkin's better. Yep. So it could happen. I still think Carolina is going to find a way to get over in front of their home crowds. And I think Carolina wins.
1: Does either team have a shot against the Lightning the way the Lightning's playing right now? I don't think anything's phasing the Lightning right now. Either.
0: That, so that was going to be my next question. Let's do both scenarios and what our predictions would be for both. Before Let's start, we do that,
2: Leah? What? We, I, I, I said Carolina is going to win tonight, so you can go ahead and book your flights to New York because that's where game one is going to be on Wednesday <laughs> because I said Carolina. So I'm just throwing uh, that out there. Yeah. Sorry.
0: You're the Sorry. one who needs to book your flight, no I know. I know. <laughs> Literally. <sighs> um, yeah. What was
1: Leah that? I'm flying somewhere else this week. Leah gave part of it away, but she hasn't given my exact location away yet. So...
0: I will yeah, be you'll... releasing the exact coordinates once you're out of cell service. We should.
1: That's actually brilliant. You guys the are gonna cabin. chart me, right? You're gonna chart me on my drive. Let's...
2: We should. Maybe some a remote board, cabin so... in the bush somewhere, and you just see you standing on top of a of a mountain, tree covered mountain, trying to get service for the temp. The Yeah, I could just see it. I get the aluminum foil hat on, reaching up. Oh, where's Tempe?
0: Where's Tempe? Oh my gosh. Could be happening. Oh my Can't gosh. Wait. Caleb said, "5,200 followers for Craig's trip address." <laughs>
2: oh man! Yeah, well, actually, maybe maybe at six thousand. He'll take a vacation with you. is <laughs> so, like, so, like the Griswolds?
0: If the you want to, if you want to guarantee a major Coyotes uh, thing to happen, then you can do that. We'll get to more about later this week in a minute. But let's do predictions. Let's do a Rangers Lightning prediction. For me, I don't think, like the Rangers, I think, are just not not built for the Stanley Cup final this year. I think the Lightning, ever since they beat Toronto in Game 7, there's no stopping them. So in a potential Rangers-Lightning matchup, I'm picking the Lightning in five games.
1: Five games.
2: In that matchup, I'm taking the
1: Lightning in six. That's what I'm taking too, Lightning in six.
0: Okay. And then a lightning hurricanes series. And oh, this boy. one for me is a little bit harder.
2: Carolina is a home team. If that happens, yeah. well, the Rangers are a home team. If that happens also. Oh boy. If it's Carolina, Tampa and I, and I said, Carolina would win tonight. So we're, we're predicting the Rangers. will will be playing Tampa on Wednesday, <laughs> but with Carolina, Tampa, Two teams know each other extremely well. I would have to say this is going to go the distance and this will go seven.
1: Are you pick it. You pick it. Tampa. Tampa wins road?
2: game seven on the wow. road
1: in Raleigh. Whew. All right. I'm it's saying Tampa goal. in six again. Winning they at win home. at home. Yep.
0: Okay. I'm just going to go to be different. I I do think there's no stopping Tampa, but Carolina as the home team, it's hard for me to bet against them. I think it would go the distance. But if it does happen, we will first. If Carolina wins and goes to the Stanley Cup final, we will have a former Arizona Coyotes goaltender matchup either way in the yep. Stanley Cup final, which would just be That's quite a story. I mean, it's already a storyline that there's potentially that there. It's already a storyline in the West.
2: There's four of the last five. It's put, so three of it's them po- are Coyotes.
0: It's potentially a storyline that three of the four goalies in the conference finals would be former Coyotes goalies. So I want to see that happen immensely.
1: It'll be a story on GoPHNX tomorrow, too. Oh!
0: Look at that. Look Look what you did.
1: Unknowingly walked into that one.
0: Or
2: maybe knowingly, because you guys talk more and plan more, and I don't pay attention.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You know, Craig always has He's always two steps ahead on gophnx.com. So if you want to read Craig's stories and more, we'll also have video content coming soon behind the paywall. Be a member at gophnx.com. Sign up for an annual membership. Get a shirt when you sign up, like the one strategically covering Petey's computer in the back there, Cody the Coyote. Yeah. you can try your, if you want to try just month to month, you can get your first month 50 cents. And becoming a member also gets you access to the members only Discord where we are pretty much daily chatting with everyone. It's a good time. So sign up to become a member. Craig has some awesome stuff coming out this week at gophnex.com. Um, let's just address the elephant in the room, which is the fact that Craig is going out of town this week, which of course means that the Tempe City Council will be making a decision on the Coyotes arena uh, proposal. Um, I've seen some comments about it already from Robert earlier. We will have coverage, even though Craig will be in the mountains. He will be calling us, hopefully, to react to whatever the decision is. Petey might be on the East Coast. It might be midnight. He'll be on alert. I'll be on alert. We'll all be on alert. We'll have coverage. We'll still have somebody attending Tempe City Council for boots-on-the-ground coverage of it as well. It's a big, big week for the coyotes and for their future in tempe so
2: can we stop talking about the arena like soon or that this is just.
0: I
1: sure hope so, buddy. You know, it's. It, there's my dog barking in the background. I don't do anything about that when I'm talking. But, uh, you know, both the city of Tempe and the Coyotes are seeking uh, comment from people on the arena proposal. Of course, this brings some of the knuckleheads from out of town who don't have enough information, but believe that they are, uh, you know, informed enough to comment on the situation. I've seen so much bad info out there on Twitter, like from people from out of town. Oh, th- this should have happened. Oh, Glendale, uh, if, if they if the Coyotes had done a better job, Glendale would have fought to keep them. Well, they they did actually, they, they tried to sign them to a a long-term lease agreement, but the Coyotes wouldn't agree to that. So if you're going to comment, at least come with facts. And I know the people watching this are probably Coyotes fans. So they're probably a lot more informed than some of the knuckleheads out of town. But if you don't come with facts and you decide to comment on Twitter, you might get shot down by someone, including me, because. Yeah.
0: I love when Savage Craig comes out on Twitter. (laughs) And speaking of having the facts, if you haven't listened to the story yet, it does tell the entire story wow. of, of the coyotes and Glendale and what happened. And I think what's really great about episode three of the story is you really do get to hear both points of view, the Glendale point of view and the coyotes point of view, and just how damaged the relationship became and why. So listen to the story if you haven't already. Subscribe to it wherever you get your podcast. That was just the first series of the story. There's more to come. Tearson's working on two different stories right now. I won't give it away because she hasn't announced it yet. But really excited for what's to come on the story as well. Any final thoughts for today?
1: That's all I got, Petey. I know you got to, yeah, don't you, buddy?
0: Should we tell everyone where you're going? Like, what's happening? I think
2: can we do that? I'm fine yeah. with it. So yeah, let's, let's tell everyone. People do know I have another job that I work for ESPN, and turns out I am. Headed to the Eastern Conference finals all the way through the Stanley Cup finals tomorrow. And as people also know, I am very high anxiety. Mm-hmm. I do not know where I'm flying to tomorrow. <laughs> and for how long and what kind of weather I'm going to have. And if people travel This
1: doesn't bother you. You just roll with things. Yeah, exactly. So flying into New
2: York City is much different than flying into Raleigh-Durham. They are very two different vibes. They're very different (laughs) cities. This is going to be two very different days. I just don't know which one I'm going to have tomorrow. So I'm bouncing off the walls right now. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but but for PHNX, I I, I think this is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm I'm hoping to be able to provide most of the live content that i am now i'm hoping may make all of these live shows and when i can't we're going to pre-record some really fun stuff on the road in some of these cities whether it's new york carolina tampa um, all the way to the finals to Edmonton or colorado i've already talked to the guys at dnvr we got a lot of plans um if colorado's in the finals i'm actually going to finally be at the dnvr bar there's so many fun things that that we're planning for um um over the next few weeks so i'm looking forward to it and it's going to be a lot of fun but once i get to where the hell i'm going it'll be much better because right now it's not good
0: we have to have a pd on the road vlog oh
2: yeah it's it, it will start tomorrow like it may start tonight <laughs> it, it may start, start tonight
0: when you're packing when i'm like booking, like, the, when
2: I'm booking game, my flight
0: the game is in triple overtime you still don't know Can you it's imagine? like one in the morning <laughs> you yeah still it's one in the a...
2: morning and i catch a 5 a.m flight to LaGuardia. <laughs> 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 oh shit <sighs> yeah anyway it's gonna be a lot of fun craig's gonna be out of town leah's gonna hoard, hold down the fort at home um here at uh, this phnx studios but i think the content is going to be as good or better or exactly what you're accustomed to and if it happens in coyotes it'll happen here
0: and don't worry because we're still providing coverage five days a week three live shows a week two audio episodes a week like we said pd will try to join when he can and we'll hold it all down and for so tempe city council Yes, and Craig will be here in minus when he is in the bush somewhere. Before we head out, just a reminder: the former Coyotes players in the playoffs, we don't know from tonight. It could be the Carolina Coyotes, Max Domi, Jordan Martinook, Tony D'Angelo, Derek Stepan, Auntie Ronta, or for the Hurricane or for the Rangers, excuse me, it could be Dryden Hunt. And we already talked about the matchups in the West. And Riley Nash made his return to Tampa Bay. So, you know, it could be. Any, any, A former Coyote will win the Stanley Cup this year. That goes without saying. Thank you, everybody, so much for watching, for tuning in live. We'll be back live on Wednesday with JP Major, who was the strength and conditioning coach for the Coyotes to talk NHL scouting combine, which is going on right now, which is awesome. Um, So we'll talk to him, and we have another Trade Talk Tuesday audio episode coming out tomorrow where we dive deep, deep, deep down the rabbit hole of the Danny Breer trade and all of the ramifications of that one. So please like, subscribe, and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast as well so you don't miss it. Follow us on Twitter at phnx underscore coyotes. I'm dangerously close to having to eat fake maple syrup live on this show, so if you want to see that, please give us a follow as well as there's a ton of great stuff on our Twitter And uh, that's it from us today. Have a great rest of your holiday weekend, everyone. And we'll see you later this week.